everyone, and welcome to the Winging F1 podcast. We are going to be rating the drivers from the first over half of the season, but it's too complicated for Action to actually put that name in it. And joining me, Adam Dickinson, in that there is a freshly shorn Freddie Coates, who was used <laughs> three years. And there's Nigel Chu, who has celebrating, who is celebrating his 100th episode in a row, as he has told anyone and everyone that will listen for the past two weeks. How are you both? I'm very good. Um, I'm glad you think I'm three years younger, considering for the whole time I've known you, you've been going on about how old I am. So that's a nice change. And I'd like to congratulate Nigel on his consistency. Yeah, consistent. That is my middle name, because that's why my middle name is begin with C. Uh, but yeah, I'm very well. A bit tired. <laughs> they do begin with C. No, do you know my middle name is begin with C? That's what the consistent stands for. Uh, but yeah. But, it's not I, like I, a myth. It's not like, oh, I wonder <laughs> what the C stands for. Some people don't know. So many people tuning in each week to wonder, oh, I wonder if Nigel's going to say what his middle name is. <laughs> imagine, imagine I wonder if it's going to be one is. of the grades when he gives a C to Pierre Gasly for his season. He's going to be like, oh, consistent like my middle name. Like what? <laughs> like an Easter egg or something. I've, I've got to apologise now because we were meant to do this podcast on Monday, but then I delayed, then Tuesday, then I delayed, then Wednesday, then I delayed. We're doing it on Thursday, so it's, it's a bit late. So sorry we didn't have a podcast earlier. Uh, that's my apology. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I accept your apology. Thank you. <laughs> I do as well, because, you know, we, we're a forgiving environment here on Winging It. But... Yeah. Without further ado, let's get into it. We're grading the drivers on A star to U. Will there be any U's? I don't know. Will there be any A stars? Probably. Um, oh, yeah. But we're going in reverse logical driver championship order, starting with the Williams pair. Starting. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Hulkenberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't grade him. Oh, no. Well, I haven't graded him. Anyway. I'm doing this all on the fly. Okay. Well, let's grade Hulkenberg quick. Well, for what he did, he was absolutely brilliant again as a super sub so I'm going to go a solid B yeah I agree B because he consistently outpaced um, Lance Stroll and yeah. only got in the really weird new car at the race weekend didn't yeah. even get taken I'm going to give him a star no not really I'm going to give him B <laughs> as well for the reasons you said but now we can get on to the regular drivers <laughs> from this season will it be a step down I think so because first up is Nicholas Latifi Freddie is it a step down from a solid B for Hulkenberg? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are points in the season where you, you, um, I was very, I was thinking, you know, Latifi's the closest to giving it just a straight out F you can get with the driver. But I think there, are, he's, he's clawed it back. There's been um, a change of his chassis that did actually kind of show his um, performance a bit more. And he got into Q3 and Silverstone when they changed his chassis. So I don't know if there's something, he seems to be pretty adamant there was a little bit of a, a just a weird inherent problem in his in his first chassis of the season. Granted, he crashed in Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, which wouldn't have helped um, any um, difficulties the car had with itself because it would just surely exacerbate any small hidden cracks and things like that. Um, but I, th- I think he's got to be an E. His pace has been pretty poor. His um, He's had a few flashes. His Q3 in Silverstone was genuinely excellent and was a really, really good performance. But he... His, his his pace and his general sort of race intelligence hasn't hasn't really lived up to the mark, unfortunately. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I think I think it's an E. I think there's been some big gaps between teammates this year, but I think his is the biggest. It's probably on average about half a second. I think in, in qualifying, the race is pretty similar as well. And it's a shame. Well, 
Is it a shame? Well, it's, it's definitely a down step from last year where he, you know, was okay. You know, he, he showed that he probably deserves just about to be on the grid. But this year, unfortunately, it's gone the other way. And I'm definitely, you know, on pure merit, he shouldn't be in F1 at the moment. That's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. There has to be a driver at the bottom, and it's him. Mm. For Formula E, which will be where he's racing next year. No, probably not even that. No, but he's not yeah, enough for Formula E, in my opinion. Well, he's going Formula E speed at the moment in a Formula One car, so it's not looking good. <laughs> but yeah, I am giving him an E as well. Yeah, I think I, I echo what you said, especially Nigel, that last season there did seem to be signs of promise, and that has just seemingly fallen off a cliff at the moment. And yeah, it's not like you say, someone's someone's got to be the the worst, and I think it's him. But or, you know, I think he's on the bottom grade. Anyway, moving on to Alexander Albon, who, Nigel, like you say, he's got one of the biggest deficits to his teammate. That is Alexander Albon. I'm torn between a B and an A. If we were doing B pluses and A minuses, he'd be around there. But, <laughs> but we're not. So I'm going to go with B because I don't want to overinflate. Uh, but... Yeah, I think he's he's been fantastic, really. I think we said this when he got his contract renewed. If you were looking, if you could really put out on a checklist about how the season would go just from a driver's point of view for Albon, it would be basically how it's gone. He's done, re-established himself as, you know, a quality F1 driver. He's moving away from Red Bull Albon and not even back to Toro Rosso Albon. He's making a new Williams Albon, which is better than both. So, yeah, I think it's been really strong from Albon. He'd hope to get more points on the board but uh the Williams kind of isn't looking great so far but aside from the points then it's really been kind of everything he could do yeah I've, I've, I think it's B as well absolutely uh there's every every year there's one or two drivers who kind of change who my opinion of them change like a lot last year it was Russell and Norris this year it has to be Albon no, we all know anyone who listened to the podcast for the first six months will would have heard me slating him every single week, and it was pretty bad at times, even I'll admit. But he's been absolutely brilliant this year in that car. It's a bit difficult to compare him because what if he has been so poor, but he can only maximize what he's got, and particularly in early parts of the season, I think. Australian, Spain, or Miami, one of those, or two of those races. There you go. Uh, he was at his pace was really good. You know, he he was right in the, in the midfield fight. Uh, so yeah, he's taking great confidence from that, and I think he can continue this for the rest of the season as well. I think what's been really impressive with Albon. I'm also going with a B, by the way. Um, we've been equal across the board on all three drivers so far. So far, um, yeah. Um, uh, What's been really impressive is how quickly he hit the ground running as the team leader in that in that team. And Williams, granted, he's got points finishes, but Williams haven't really helped him get those points finishes um, with the car this year. They should have made a better step than they have, but this isn't um, the ranking on that. Um, but he, he's he's really taken that car to levels that are excellent. And you wouldn't have thought he's has a year, had a year out of Formula One. You'd have thought he'd been driving for that team for for a season or two anyway. So. I, I've, been, I've been very impressed, um, and I think his performance has been uh, sort of like I think Adam, your point there was absolutely perfect. He's ticked off all the boxes he needs to on his return to F1 and to reinstate his career as a as a, a respected Grand Prix driver. 
I think the fact that Williams have, have locked him up shows, and we discussed whether that was before or after everything that's gone on with Piastri, but I think, you know, it shows that not only do they have faith in him, but perhaps a bit of concern there that other teams might have gone sniffing around. They wanted to see that off. Was it Miami that he had the crazy, like the whole race on hard tyres and then... No, that was Australia. That was Melbourne. Right. And he yeah. pins on the penultimate lap, the last chance to yeah. pit. And then because his hard tyres have been going so well, he'd been able to pull out a gap to be able to find mm. to continue to pit to be in, uh, I want to say, eighth place, um, maybe ninth. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember how many points he's got in total, but oh well. Yeah, it was it was uh, ninth. Yeah, he. I mean, if that was if that was you know like anyone at the top, Perez, Hamilton, Verstappen, then I think we'd be talking even more about that because yeah, it was it was a fantastic. Oh, great point. Great point. Mm. So yeah, very good. Solid B season for Albon. Is it the same story for Lance Stroll, the second Canadian? Not being a good season for Canadians, really, just like the Canadian Grand Prix returning. I gave him an E. I'm not really sure why I didn't give him an F, but I didn't. I, I don't think he's been that bad. Like, I think an F, you know, he'd have to be making a lot of crashes and be you know, well off the pace. But I think Stroll at times, not enough has been close to Vettel but I mean the incident that stands out for me for Stroll season is qualified for the Australian Grand Prix uh, when he clashed with Latifi in one of the stupidest crashes <laughs> obviously I mean yes he might play both drivers but for me it was more on Stroll uh, but yeah again in terms of pace not there no improvement from since he started F1 I think you know this is as good as he can get uh, unfortunately it's just not enough. And yeah, I'm giving him an E as well. I, I, I'm giving him um, an E as well. I think um, when you talk about, like you say, nice there, like he's, he, he's, he's not as good as he's um, as good as when he started F1. I think he did get better, but he seems to have regressed, which mm. is weird because I don't know, this is a weird thing about Stroll's psyche or something, but I do remember when he seems to be, when he's in a car, it doesn't work. He is not very good when he's in the, and he was in that racing point season that in 2020. You know, he was actually putting in some really good drives and really solid, deserving of F1, deserving of that kind of seat drives. And I don't know, maybe he's just not very good in a bad car, but he's not very good in this bad car. He's, he's, I don't know. I, I was toying with giving him a D because it is a very weird car, this car. Like, mm. and mm. It, it doesn't deserve to get out of Q1, the car, but the race pace is good and is being executed by both him and Vettel, to be fair. So I might actually bump it up to a D just on that kind of front there, just on the fly now, because I do think the race pace sometimes is actually all right. Um, and But I, I don't think he's as bad as Latifi this year, but um, which I think is a key point to make in that. Yeah. But um, Still I do not think, yeah, I don't think it's a good enough season, but I think there are elements of redeeming qualities. But I think that merely comes from the fact that he's been in Formula One for seven years or whatever it is. I don't know how long, five, six seasons now he's been mm, in yeah. Formula One. And it's 2017. Yeah. yeah, so really that experience kind of should be put to better use. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really that 2020 season you talked about was just so weird in itself because he was, no it was one, it, it, he was, he was, you know, good for the first half and then I think it was his crash at Mugello I think it was after Mugello he didn't score any points or he barely scored any points he oh, had obviously yeah it was and I do think genuinely I do think there's an element of that that the Covid probably did pay a part in performing a bit mm. worse 
I think but it, did, it did get pole position at the Tokyo yeah, Grand a... Prix. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. About a few months afterwards, wasn't it? Like, mm. uh, I can't remember the gaps. He, he, he just Maybe never really, but bar that one Saturday, he never really recovered from that, which was weird. And then that's just stayed until now, which it, going into 20, 2021, then it was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, if he has recovered from the long COVID, if that did affect his season, then he might be back and he just never was. So, yeah, a bit of a weird drive. I kind of tended, I think what I can't read my own notes because there's a few scribbles over them. I think I put him put him down as a Ian Latifi as an F and then bumps Latifi up and meant to bump Stroll up as well and didn't, but yeah, ED doesn't really make a difference it's still not good enough yeah still a low still a low grade mm. really yeah uh Guan Yu Zhou is next up he's he's impressed well, me actually to be okay. honest I think considering where it's a weird one because he's impressed me and unimpressed me at the same time which is so Joe Guan Yu if you look back at his Formula 2 three seasons in Formula 2 he was impressive and unimpressive in all three of them and He's done that at a good level in Formula One. If I mean, he's as the Alfa Romeo has kind of got worse, he's got better, which is kind of mm. if that makes sense. So kind of like his trajectory as a driver has been better, but yeah. unfortunately the points aren't there to show for it because obviously as a new driver, the lack of testing, he wasn't able to hit the ground running in the way that Valtteri Bottas was. But if that car was as good in the pecking order now as it was in the first three or four races, I think he would be performing really well in that car because i think really since sort of canada baku kind of time he's been doing very well so i think it's a tale it's a it's a two-thirds of a season of two halves um where so the what second grade are you giving him <laughs> well exactly what grade am i giving him i think i'm gonna give him a i'm gonna give him a rookie's c which is d you know satisfactory i'm going for a d i don't think We've got to, I think the expectations of him were quite low. And I'm thinking in terms of rookies that have joined F1 over the last 10 years, let's say. You know, is he average? Possibly. But I think he's just a bit below the average rookie season for me so far. I think he, you know, this, you can definitely change that because I think you're right. He has found a bit of form. I don't think we've seen the consistency of it yet. Like, at the last few races, I don't think he was he's been as good as he was in you know in Baku when he broke down unfortunately in those kind of races. But you know certainly earlier in the season he was well off the pace. Uh, so yeah, I think that's why I'm going for a for a D. I think the run I kind of allude to is kind of like Canada was very good. Um, yeah. Baku should have been very good in terms of result. Um, Silverstone obviously the crash was there, but the pace was also there. Um, before the crash and qualifying. Um, Austria, I think he was pretty good from memory. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Especially um, after that crash as well, actually, yeah. thinking about it. Because to come um, back from a crash like that, so that is a good point. I think I think that's something, after Canada, he didn't really have another clean weekend, weekend where everything came together until Hungary. He actually did pretty well at Hungary. He was kind of mid-Q2 uh, and then finished um, just behind the McLaren Alpine battle, but in a race where everyone finished, it's you know kind of not not too bad. So yeah, I I put him as a C as well because I I do think it's been a solid. I don't think it's any worse than say Schumacher's debut season last year as an example. I I kind of think it's I think it's yeah. better than that to be honest. Personally, yeah, I I think it's I I would say it's about 
average. I think maybe the, the average rookie season has been bumped up by Alban Norris and Russell maybe coming in. And, you know, there's yeah. been a few good rookies recently. But actually, when you push it back a bit further, then I, I think he's been about average or above average. I think he did come in with a lot of F1 car experience from memory. You know, he had a fair old whack at Alpine. But, you know, you can't, you can't take... You, I'm not counting that against him, basically. So, yeah, I gave him a C. I think it's been, yeah, solid. Given the expectations, I think he could have done a lot worse, basically. Yeah. Well, that's fair. And the, no, it's not Schumacher. Yeah, it's Yuki Sonoda, who I gave a B because I think he's had a mostly good season, but he has had a few high-profile mistakes. I don't think it's that controversial, Nigel. I know you're gaping, oh, but I I don't think. Well, some of the mistakes, like the Canada one, out of pit Canada lane, one marked it down. That it was, gonna, was yeah. awful. Uh, I mean, I've given him a C. You know, I was yeah. only one grade lower because I think his pace has greatly improved this year. I think he's matching Gasly on pure outright performance. The Alpha Tauri is impossible to read for me. I can't tell how mm. good it is this year, uh, but. Yeah, it's just those mistakes, which is why I can't give him a grade higher than the C. But you know, pure pace, which is the most important thing in F1, I think he's you know earned the right to you know be on the grid. I guess. Yeah. yeah I, guess. I, I yeah. said I said it in our silly season podcast, but um, I think his performance has actually been really good relative to Gasly, and in comparison mm-hmm. to the car last year, he's in a better car last year with a bigger gap. He's in a with a, he's he's got more pace relative to the field in a worse car which I think is very testament to his pace. But mistakes are still there. He's pushing a little bit too much. And I think, um, I think, which is a, a hard thing to, for me to say, like pushing too much, piss off me. But anyway, um, the crash in Canada, yeah, market at a C because that was, he threw away points with that one in a really nice position as well, in my opinion. So yeah, he's just got to stop making these mistakes. And then, you know, he could be a pretty decent driver. See, for me, what you're all saying there about, you know, how he has made such a pace leap forwards. I think if he cut out the mistakes, I think he'd be borderline a candidate, especially if, if he was in an Alpha Tari that was had the pace of the last couple of seasons where it's been... No, further, to be more, borderline more, A, you'd have to be beating Gasly, which he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's but not. I, th- I think to have made that step. So for me, he's like a B plus and then the downgrade from... The mistakes take him down to a B or a B minus, which is still a B. So that's where I'm coming from. I think, you know, like, okay. I, I do think he suffered as well from the car not being as competitive. On to someone we've already mentioned, Mick Schumacher, who had a rather large dip in the middle of the season mm. and has been slowly coming out of it. I gave him a C. Fair enough. I also, oh, well, no, sorry, I, didn't, I gave him a D again. I've given mistakes. him a D. Understandable. Crashes. Like some of the crashes, uh, it was Saudi Arabia and Monaco, the two big ones. Did he add one more? Mon- Monaco was the big one, but then that kind of went, that stayed with him for a few races, it seemed. I think I've given him, I feel like I've given him a bit of the benefit of the doubt because he seems to have recovered from the Monaco one. It looked like he was in a bit of trouble. And then I think Austria particularly had a good weekend and seems to be on the road to recovery, but I can understand why you've given him the yeah, I I don't know if his recovery has been as wonderful as it can be painted to be, if that makes sense. I think he's had some good rounds, namely Silverstone and Austria, but he's had 
predominantly poor rounds and predominantly the, ha- the Haas flag has been waved by Magnussen and to such a level, I mean, if you, you just look at um, K-Mag's um, early season results and things like that, like Bahrain, for instance, which was um, not a not an unattritional race for points, if that, if that makes sense, and K-Mag finished fifth in that and Schumacher didn't, he, he was scrapping but didn't get the points and things like that and it's just I just, I just think there's still a chunk lacking. Um, and now we're lacking Nigel, who's just jumped off the call somehow, um, which makes Adam's editing life harder. Um, but I just, yeah, I just don't think... If you compare it to Yuki Tsunoda, who's made a step, Mick Schumacher looks like he hasn't made a step, and it kind of begs the question, how actually, where actually was he last year? And if he's made a step, he was very poor last year, because in my opinion, he's poor against uh, Magnuson this year so um, a D and yeah I kind of I'm ranking him a D because I don't think he deserves an F1 seat next year Well it was big for someone who you said would be uh, talent spotted by Alpha Tauri headhunted by Alpha Tauri I think headhunted by Alpha Tauri not yeah. talent spotted by Alpha Tauri different things I, I think yeah you I think you probably took me around there um, I said I'm about Sonoda pick but I do think yeah, it's um, he's not not in the best has Mick. So yeah, hope he can improve. But I think the comparison to Sonoda is a good one. Onto are you, drop, are you dropping yours down then? Uh, I, yeah, officially, I guess. <laughs> um, so we're all we're all on D. Yeah, I think he's just had like I think the first six or seven races, it just wasn't good enough, and even still after that. You know, yeah. it's up against Magnuson, and I guess it depends how highly you rate Magnuson as well. Uh, so you he's know, had a year out from Formula One. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and that's why. Very last minute. That's why I think it's a below-average season for Schumacher. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going double D because I'm putting Vettel as also a D. Next up, mixed mentor. Um, yeah, I just don't. It, it, there's been there's been flashes and. I wish I could rate him high. I think the back you drive in particular. I know he's. I know he span on that, but it's a good recovery. But uh, yeah, Vettel for me. Yeah, I've got. And weirdly, there's a lot of agreement so far in this podcast, yeah. which doesn't normally happen. I've gone for a D as well. I've, I think Freddie has as well. Going off that reaction, I think you're right, Adam. The pace hasn't quite been there. Uh, whether you know how long he's thinking about retirement and whether he's still got the same kind of drive. And I know when you get in the car, you're not thinking about that, but it does feel like. It's not quite got to a Kimi Raikkonen-esque stage, but the the level is, you know, even compared to the you know 2019 when it was still pretty mm. good, is it's not there anymore. Uh, so yeah, yeah. See, I wanted to differentiate him from Stroll because, like Adam says, drives like Baku and that have actually genuinely required differentiation from Lance Stroll, where he's been significantly better. But I don't think he's done enough to warrant the the, the C differentiation. <laughs> Like realistically, we need to, to have done this from A to Z rather than um, actual grades <laughs> that are used. But well, that's like, why I gave Stroll an E to make that differentiation, I guess, because yeah, I think he'd be I better than given, Stroll. I didn't want to give Latifi an F, basically. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So I didn't want to give Stroll the ugh, bloody Nora. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, he's got he's got a he's got a better D than Stroll. What a phrase! Don't laugh Stop at it. him. <laughs> I'll just go, I'm just going to interject. I'm just going just to interject here because we should have done this at the start of the podcast, really. But um, congrats to everyone who got their A level results today. Um, 
yeah. If, regardless of regardless of what you got, then you know things often turn out, and even if it's not what you wanted to get initially, All then right, Jeremy things can uh, things can turn around. Yeah, I I Drink. got what I wanted and got into my first choice uni, so that's okay, I guess. I, that's I why I didn't tweet I also it. Got what we wanted, got into our first yeah, but like, I got the absolute minimum. Like, <laughs> you know, I got the absolute minimum. Yeah. You know, I've got a job and people who did a lot better, they haven't got a job. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You can still get what where you want to go without it's, it's, getting your first choice uni. You know, there's, there's mm. ways around it. And sometimes that would be better off for you. Crucially, uni is fun. So yes, yeah. <laughs> think about it from that perspective. Don't think about it from like, a, oh, what will I be doing when I'm 35? Think about it when you're 20, you will have a good time. So good grades help that. But don't worry if you don't get into your main mm. thing by, by it because of all of that. Because if you go wherever you go you're going to make friends you're going to have a great time you know it, it's your next next step and then whatever you do at university will or wherever you go if, if a lot of people aren't going to university and that's you know a, some of my most successful friends from school have done that so yeah it's um it didn't define you but congratulations to everyone who did well and people who maybe didn't get what they got then you know it's really not the end of the world or anything like that but from that interlude Go back to Gasly, who I am defining with a B. Uh, let me find. Oh, I've given him a C. He's not been as good as last year. He's, he's. I think he's been the same as again. I'm thinking on pure pace. He's been the same as Sonoda, so I've given them the same grade. I mean, so have I. I just bumped them up one more. Oh yeah, I forgot. yeah, you get yeah. Yeah. Um, I give the Alpha Tauri pair both Bs. That is. That's, you're you're thinking the car's quite the bad. Weird. Yeah. I think it. I think the car is quite bad. I think they're kind of just sneakily one of the kind of most disappointing teams this year. Sneakily. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. I'm, I, I'm agreeing with Nigel on a C. Um, again, similar reasons. I'm ranking him similar to Yuki, Tanoda, and Pace. And he's also made mistakes in his qualifying. It's not been up to Gasly standard. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this year. Um, and that's kind of all I can. Right about yeah. Are we are we thinking Gasly's dropped off or Sonoda's improved or both? I think they're on a similar level. I think, I think a mixture. Gasly's still performing a little bit better, but I think based on if you look at Gasly's previous seasons, I think he should be performing a bit better. But maybe maybe I'm just being too critical on them and the car is terrible. But um, mm. that's the kind of thing you won't. You, it's it's hard to kind of realize. It's impossible. The car wasn't predict. very good in 2018, but they were getting better results. So yeah. Um, I would say the car is better on pace than it is in 2018, but is worse on results at the moment. So, yeah, mm. they seem convinced they'll have a pretty good post-summer break, though. Yeah, all the words coming out of the team. So hopefully, um, with well, all the sort of uh, flexi floor stuff that's going on, um, which is too complicated to go into now. <laughs> but hopefully, with all of that, they they're pretty confident that they'll be chomping at the bit a bit more. Well, I think every team's confident, aren't they? Because it's just, it's the first season of these regulations, so they are. Everyone's going to bring a massive upgrade to Spa, so it's just who's going yeah. to bring the biggest one, and is it going to work? So, you know, I'd hope every team's confident. If you know, if I was a team member, the driver that needs to bring the biggest performance upgrade to Spa is Daniel Ricciardo. He's hoping he will have that natural reset and then come back. But what we ranked him for his first 13, 20 seconds of the season. I've given him a D. I think I gave him this grade last year as well. I think he's improved slightly, perhaps. I don't think it's been as bad as last year, but it's not enough deal to jump to a C. He's simply just well off the pace. Uh, and 
you know, exactly this time last year, I said he's got no confidence, his head's gone, nothing has changed about that, even with the new regulations. For a driver of that calibre to be performing that bad, unacceptable. Uh, yeah, not just, just really poor. Uh, and is it going to change? It might. He might have a few good results, but is it going to be consistent? I would put good money on saying no, unfortunately. I've actually given him an E because he's not any better than he was last season, I don't think, and I think he needed to be. Yeah, I okay. gave him an E because I gave him an E last year. And I'm giving him an E this year because I think realistically, I think some bits are better, but some bits just should have improved and haven't. So realistically, like Adam said, he's he's not he's not improving, is he? He's just plateaued. And I, I do you know what? I'm I'm relatively convinced it is just with the operation he's in and with that kind of thing because we've seen him perform really well. I, I don't know if there's anything about the sort of, I mean, I'm pretty convinced to be honest, it is car concept stuff. I don't know how much that kind of translated into the 2022 car, but Do you I think it's a bit like Stoffel Van lot. Dorn uh, uh, in 2017, 2018? Well, that's, that, in my opinion, that's overblown a bit, to be honest, okay. from, um, from the Van Dorn side, because I think Van Dorn's pace was actually underlying mm. some occasions. It was actually really good. And in 2017, the second half of the season, Stoffel Van Dorn was very good. Um, so, Thor Van Dorn didn't deserve another seat in Formula One. Um, I think in other circumstances, Thor Van Dorn could have done, but yeah. there's all these, there's so many caveats, and the position he was in there, he didn't, he, he deserved to have a poor. Well, I'm ranking. just wondering, and is it the position Ricardo's in now deserves to have a poor ranking? I think that if we're comparing Thor Van Dorn into this, we're going into a whole level different, crazy scenario. I'm just thinking, is it like a McLaren thing? Is it, a, is it a McLaren thing that, you know, Perez kind of struggled there? Like that was probably his worst season. That's, too, was... that's too long ago, really, in my opinion, for it. Okay. But I, 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 I do think around the sort of, obviously, sort of 16 going on 18 McLaren, there was a very much a, oh, there's Fernando Alonso, let's put out the red carpet for him. Um, and that was when they were kind of, Sol and Dorn had kind of been trained by McLaren already when he was coming in with, but then the then all attention then went to Alonso, and that didn't help Van Dorn. And that was when they were kind of moulding Norris. I think there is a very big element of Norris really kind of suiting that kind of weird sort of peaky car that he's that's the only Formula One car he knows. Now, to be honest, the, the only question mark I have about Norris is like if you were to put Norris, say you had the 2020 Renault, which Ricardo was performing so well in, and the whole story was, oh, but Norris is ditching, who's having a great season that year, Norris is ditching McLaren and going to Renault to partner Ricardo. I think it, we could be on an entirely different situation where Ricardo's rinsing Norris. Yeah. And I, I, that's, the, that's the question mark I have on that kind of thing. I think Ricardo deserves to be ranked badly for this, but I still kind of worry that this is so sort of, and I, I would love, I th- you know, I think there's a huge chance I'm going to be just like, this is no, I, I think you're spot really on. But I think it's the only question mark I have on that kind of scenario, because I think and I think Carlos Sainz has been relatively open about this as well, that it's a really weird car to drive. And it's one of the reasons I rate Carlos Sainz so highly was the way he was so good in that McLaren it, um, and was good in other cars. I think, to be honest, Daniel Ricciardo has proved how weird McLaren is, but he's just not performed anyway, so bad grade. <laughs> yeah, mm. completely I, agree. I, I think, yeah, I, I'm just, as well, like the culture of the team has changed so much from the three drivers that you're mentioning there 
you know, it's really different eras for the team, even in the space of a decade. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm just not, I, I kind of agree with Freddie. It's not, you know, it could be, I don't think it's inherently a problem with Ricardo, but it is, you know, he's just, I don't think that excuses him really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think either Ricardo or Van Dorn are going to be on the grid next year. I still don't think that. But moving on to mm-hmm. Magnussen, it's been, I think, a pretty good season for K-Mag after a kind of very last-minute last recovery. Well, yeah, I don't know what I rated them last Actually, year. no, it probably isn't. Last year's season in sort of IMSA, and that was really good for Magnussen. But anyway, he nearly won the Daytona 24 hours. Yeah. But um, So, what have you rated him? He hasn't been to winning this year, has he? No, um, I've yeah. given him a C. Uh, I don't think it's been as good as, I guess, most people say. I think, I don't, I don't think I've, I've never been one to seriously rate him. I mean, that's my problem. With that. And that, for me, drivers don't, in general, they don't change too much once they get to like a certain age. And I just think Magnussen. <laughs> I not, in terms of the level, they, they, they don't improve. Like in 2018, this is the same Magnussen 2022 as 2018. That's what I mean. And you know, back then, I would, I think he was pretty average, and I think he's pretty average now. Uh, I I disagree with you on that. Drivers get better and worse and things like that i do think drivers genuinely can get better at different points when they're getting older and things like that um i think i don't think there's a i think you see a whole myriad of things like examples of that which take too long to chat about now but um that's a entirely different conversation but i I kind of agree with a c for magnuson because i do think it kind of leans into a few things with nick obviously the underlying sort of lack of getting the big results sometimes that Haas definitely deserves. I think there is a bit of Magnussen in that, but I do think he's been wholly better than his teammates, so I have to rank him above that. He has been let down by strategy and Schumacher as well a lot. I remember banging on about Haas strategy for like three or four races in a row around Spain, Miami, that kind of period. And it was like, they should have scored a lot more points. But still, in terms of the driving aspects, I think Magnussen's kind of middle of the field still. Yeah, I've I've given him uh, the, I think a lot of similar reasons. I think like you, I, I guess the maybe the difference is I think the strategy penalised him. I think Haas, you know, in the early part of the season, you know, that really took away a chance to capitalise on some, yeah. you know, what could have been really high points finishes. And to me, he fits with Sonoda and Gasly, and I gave both of them B. So I've just kind of, I guess, pulled that level a bit up. Again, they're all kind of you know, B minus range and I gave Magnuson a B for that. Um yeah, that's my thinking on him. Into the top half. Woo. Mm. Hey. Sorry, I'll start thinking then. That was weird, wasn't it? Oh, that was a breakout. Breakout moment for the podcast. What could have been? I should have shut up. Anyway, Fernando Alonso, hear him singing. I gave him an A. Nigel, what did you give him? Yeah, I've given him an A. Outst- well, not not outs- I was going to say outstanding, not outstanding. Very Out- good or great. Outstanding. <laughs> I think he's been miles better than Ocon. The points do not show it at all. He's had more bad luck. Uh, I think, and you know, Ocon's not a bad driver. Uh, I, you know, for me, o- uh, Alonso has been top four driver this year. I think top four, top five driver. So that's why I've given him an A. Yeah, I'm going to go A because there have been imperfect moments but they have also been excellent moments and i think it's the first driver we can really say on the list who's had excellent moments um and 
I think, yeah, you look at Canada qualifying and things like that. Um, so I think the only what are the performances at, of the season so far? That you look, but then you look at the Canada race and you think, mm, not yeah, like yes, there were power unit problems, but the way he dealt with them wasn't mm. great. You well, look that's at, Alonso. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but that's, you can't. That's, right, that's part of the rating. Fine. We're rating Alonso. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, so I might be talking myself to a sort of A B forward slash here, which is a cop out. But um, just no, we're not allowed those. A... Yes, we are. Um, no, we I, I make my own rules, and I'm giving myself a cop out A slash B. No, I'm giving him an A. Giving him an A because, to be honest, some some things just I just were great like monaco just going slowly <laughs> yep very fair um valtteri bottas so much pace of course, of course. Yeah. yes valtteri bottas up next i it's i don't know it's it's kind of been a been a weird season for valtteri nigel what did you rate him i've given bottas a c uh, I gave Joe a D, Bottas a C. I think, I think recently, I don't remember watching Bottas to be honest. Yeah, it might, it might be my fault. So sorry, you know, if I've you know, not been watching the races closely enough. Yeah, but, but definitely early. Sorry, <laughs> as early in the season, he's definitely seemed a lot more competitive. And the gap to Joe, Joe was a lot bigger. Now that could just be Joe improving more, but I would still expect someone like Bottas, who's been around for this is his ninth season now, to be beating Joe quite comfortably at nearly every single race, and that hasn't happened over the last few, well, four or five races, I'd say, or we could mm. argue a bit longer, perhaps. So, yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving him, like, a high C, I guess. Yeah, he, like he, got to bring... Oh, you go. I was going to say, he's not kind of Raikkonen in the going to um, Alpha Tari, but as... Uh, Alpha Romeo. Yeah, I, I, I gave him I gave him a B, I think. That was probably based off a lot of the first part of the races we're analysing, because like you say, I, d- I haven't really noticed him, but I've equally not noticed him for bad reasons either. So, yeah, I went B. Yeah, I'm going B, and I'm kind of coupling it with a lot of what I've said about Joe already, was that Joe was better in when the car was better when the car was worse, so I ranked Joe highly, but I think Bottas was good when the car was good. Yeah. But now the car is worse. He's Yeah, he's kind of at the level of the car. He got Q3 in Hungary and stuff like that, so he's still performing at a level. Um, yeah. But... um when the car was good, Bottas was there, and I think that should be rewarded. Yeah. And another driver who I think we might disagree with, Esteban Ocon, sitting eighth in the championship. I gave him a B because he has brought points home, but I feel like Nigel might disagree with that. But we'll find no, out. No, I've gone with a B as well. I think, I say, oh, I think Alonso's been well. better. Yeah, Great. Alonso's been better. Like Ocon's got more points, yes. But Ocon has been a lot more fortunate. He's Yes, he's maximised. Well, he's not even maximised. It's because if Alonso in some races has just been faster. So I can't even say Ocon has maximised his car if, if he, you know, Alonso showed more pace and only to, you know, break down like he did in Saudi Arabia, for example, you know, after that amazing battle that, that they had. So for me, Ocon, he, he's not, I don't know, it's a weird one. Over the last 12 months or so, he's, his stock has just, stalled he's mm. kind of locked in alpine and it's diff- he's he's not really had those moments to kind of shine and i know he's not had from winning you know, a race. Not had the car to do it 
that's what I said, 12 months. <laughs> Just about Touché. in the time window. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a strange one. Uh, but, you know, B's still very good. You know, mm. so it's, considering I've given a lot of season Ds, you know, B's still pretty good. I think I think it'd be. I think Ocon's deserving of the seat he's in. I think he is performing at a very high level. I think Alonso's just performing at a very high level. Yeah. Um, basically, I think if you look at Ocon's races, he's really, you know, he's he's getting the race pace. He's getting that car into points positions, and he's doing the job he needs to do in that position very, very well. Um, and I think that exactly what he needs to be doing. I think, yeah, his underlying pace sometimes is a little bit. Um, off compared to Alonso, like you think to Australia, I mean, we were all talking about, oh, Alonso could get on the front row, and realistically he could, but Ocon was never in that conversation and things like that. But um, Ocon is reliable enough for that to kind of be, you know, the good position for him, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, he's not the superstar. He's not going to pull this car into the ridiculous realms of opportunity, but the opportunities that are there for him, he will take and get. I, I just Ooh. think, I, I don't think he's lost a bit of speed. I just think he's maybe not as fast as I thought he was a couple of years ago. It just seems, I, I feel like qualifying was one of his big strengths when he joined F1, you know, his first two or three seasons. But now, you know, he's out, I think he's out, been out qualified to 75 to Alonso or something like that. Which I think is actually a very good record, to be fair. When you, yeah, but Alonso's talking... weakness is qualifying. Oh, no, oh, yeah. oh, come on. If we're going to talk about weaknesses for Alonso, Alonso can sit and say, oh, I'm only nine out of ten in qualifying. That's what he said. Yeah, he's it? right. Well, yeah, but I mean, we, we, we're not talking about Ocon as if he should be trouncing Alonso. We're talking about him as if he's yeah, But to get to really, that top really bracket, run. I think he does need to show a bit more pace, raw pace. Yeah, but... Yeah. He's still performing very well. Yeah, it's weird what I argue, but we've given the same grade. It's weird. I like mm. it. Yeah, I think I think you're sort of suggesting why Ocon's not, um, not Fernando Alonso, yeah. which is yeah. kind of agreed. But I'm yeah. saying, but that doesn't take away from Ocon as a driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, one thing that's weird to me is that he seems to have fallen off a bit in wet, especially wet qualifying. Like I don't. Kind of the f- first year and then 2020, or sorry, 2018-2020, he was, you know, on the on the be- better wet weather drives. I think of the steering yeah. Grand Prix qualifying then, he did really well. But and that's... Got third place in 2018. Yeah, and that's just disappeared now, which I think is really strange because usually it's something you either have it or you don't. So that's kind of a, a kind of weird question mark yeah, for me. Pirellis, that kind of thing. It really depends on the tyres and that kind mm. of stuff in Seesaw all the time, obviously. even And wet tyres aren't good. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, being I, able to yeah, pick it's out. It's a great point, but um, I don't know. I think I we need to look at this in more detail, really, to mm. be honest. I don't know. The the kind of innate skill doesn't usually leave drivers like that. It, it's strange, but having said that, I have given him a B and we are arguing over nothing. So moving <laughs> on to Lando Norris, who I've given an A and then I've put star, I've written star in brackets after it because I was thinking, hmm, if I'm going to give anyone else an A star, it'd be him, but it isn't because I've not given him an A. Fair enough. I've given him an A as well. Uh, I again, I think he's not quite had the same quality of car this year, but he's performing just as well. Maybe he's slightly below, you could argue. Uh, but he's absolutely, absolutely obliterating Ricardo, isn't he? Mm. Uh, so yeah, he's just continued on from last year. Uh, so yeah. It's the way yeah. he's beating Alpine for me. Is I think the Alpine is mm. n- noticeably faster, or you know, 
not you know half a second ahead but i think it is you know a, a notable mark faster and the fact that he's able to keep ahead of that i think really deserves credit i i completely agree with that i think it's an a i think um he's obliterated ricardo i think what is it 81 points to 19 points is it um or something like that or 76 to 19 yeah there we go um it's a that's a walkover and yeah. you look at just some just races that just come naturally to Ocon, like the Ocon to Norris, like Hungary was just excellent and Ricardo just wasn't. And it's just that just that just stands out. And the McLaren notably has been a worse car this year and it's been peaky, it's been seesawing all over the place. Look at where it started the season and then like where it was in Imola and then where it was mid season again. It's kind of it's up, down, up, down, and it and he's still been getting results from it. So I think that's impressive. Yeah. I think it's been a really good season from Norris. I think just again, he's just shown why he's so good. And as we've talked about the McLaren being potentially a tricky car or a tricky environment yeah. for the fact that he's not had a problem with that really across all of his and time. And to continue that form as well, you know, last year it was a surprise that he was performing that, at, that, at that high level, but it's just completely normal now. You know, it's a surprise yeah. when he doesn't perform and that's, Barely. That's probably only happened once or twice so far this year. This so, time last year, wasn't he still third in the drivers' championship? Third. Wow. Yeah, I think he was. Been... At least he was after he got his Austria podium, and but that and that that got very normal that it was Lewis and Max and Lando was mm. then the next driver. And yeah. I th- I think obviously the McLaren hasn't been in a position for that this year. He hasn't been in a position where he can qualify half a tenth off pole in the Red Bull ring. But he's still been performing well. And I yeah. think to be honest, we can keep saying this over and over again. But yeah, he is. You are absolutely right. That is a pearl. I didn't, I'd just forgotten that. Like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And yeah, like we said, it's not a surprise that he's great. He is just a fantastic driver. The Another Brit, all the Brits in the top seven of the championship. Can't say that for Canada. Lewis Hamilton. I'm, I'm interested to hear <laughs> what, you've, uh, what you've got for this. So, Freddie, what have you given? Sir Lewis Hamilton, Larber Leicester. It's a weird one, isn't it? Um, because he's on a run of six podiums in a row. But Saudi Arabia was dire. Mm. And he crashed in Austria qualifying. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking B. I've given him a B. I wow. kind of. Oh, I, I don't know. I've given him an A. I okay, think exactly, it could be like. He's the last yeah. six or seven races, outstanding. Yeah. You could argue he's been just as good as Verstappen. And yeah, I think true. he's, you know, Australia, the safety car didn't go in his favour. So that's why Russell beat him. Miami, the safety car didn't go yeah. in his favour. So that's why Russell beat him. So those two races there, switched that around. And Houghton's been doing better than Russell, I would argue, overall. And I know Russell's going to get a load of praise. But I think on pure performance, Howard and Russell are equal, and I think they've both been performing brilliantly in the Mercedes that we know in general has been slower than Red Bull and Ferrari. I'm See, convinced by that, Nigel, actually. I'm convinced by that. For me, I just think... I, I do think it took him a bit longer than he'd have liked to get on top of the car. I think maybe from about Baku onwards... I don't I, think I, so. I, 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 I think know. There's, a, there's, a, there's an oh, argument on, to this, obviously, on. which is... um. And, and Lewis has been very candid about this, actually, in my opinion, which I'd forgotten about. But now you've jogged my memory. The experimental setups he was doing were extreme. And, you know, he's going to he's gonna say that a lot to kind of 
bump up his kudos. But I think Merck haven't haven't disproved that in such a way, and George hasn't disproved that crucially, because um, he could very easily do that. But I think there's that'd a lot be great more... for team harmony. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think I think there's a lot more kind of there's so many different elements coming into this, and I think you look at it from, and I think we we said this before. I've said this before, definitely. Um, comparing you know a big step up in performance and position for George to a complete step down for Lewis it's obviously going to counter it and the way he's sort of come back from that actually to be fair does deserve in my opinion marks go on Adam make your point and I promise I will not interrupt sorry yeah sorry <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about marks and it was going to be a great A-level <laughs> history discussion topic or anyway um, yeah I think I have actually just looked at my notes and I can't have him on the same level as like Sonoda or Bottas so um, you know I am purely on that <laughs> purely on that I'm going oh, to have wow. to put him as an A I think my my thinking and again if we had like a minus, I might put him at A minus and George at A, or I might have one kind of like half grade between them or whatever. But yeah, I just I think it maybe took him a bit longer than he'd have liked to get on top of the car. And it's the same argument that I'd make for Vettel versus Leclerc um in 2019. The fact that Russell did come in and was so quick against him straight away, I think, you know, that won't have been ideal for Hamilton. And yeah, I think he'd have liked to be a bit Ahead of George, and but looking at the last five races, as he has been fantastic, so yeah, it's it's a very, very tough one. So I, you no, know, I just you can't for me to have Gasly, Sonoda, Bottas just one grade below Hamilton. That's why I've got those two drivers two grades different. Hamilton's been miles better than them than, than them. So you know, but maybe that's just because we didn't keep bearing that in mind or whatever. But yeah, maybe we should have marked him out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. That's why I had so many C's because you know I knew these top drivers were coming, and how to this okay. you know two grades it's better. Okay. Than... Nigel, it's okay. Don't, Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. Don't work yourself up into a frenzy. Yeah, you have talked me around on that. So Lewis Hamilton, a Carlos Sainz, I've put also an A. Yeah, I think an A as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what to say. I don't not know. Being, not being quite as good as Leclerc, but also um, in terms of pace, but has been very reliable and very strong-willed as a driver, if that makes sense. I think I've been very impressed with the way he's managed his season. Um, and Actually, I'm going B. I'm going B. Okay. Yeah. Because of the way he's... Anyway, um, I've been very impressed with the way he's managed his season. And I think he had some weird moments at the start of the year, granted, but I mm. think... I think there's reasonable expect uh, reasonable uh, not excuses but answers to a lot of that. I think Australia wasn't good, but Imola he was punted, um, yeah. things like that. But he and, crashed the qualifying. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he shouldn't have been starting there. Okay, but he made it up in the sprint. Yeah, but he still crashed in the weekend when it was important. Yeah, that's true. But he's not got an A star. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's Hamilton what... crashed in Austria. Yeah, yeah. So but I George think Russell. Sainz hasn't, <laughs> Sainz hasn't quite had the pace of Leclerc this year. No, he um, hasn't. Um, I th- he hasn't. I think. I mean, I rated Leclerc higher last year anyway, even though Sainz finished higher. Uh, I think it's been proved this season why, for me, Sainz will struggle to win a world championship without a lot of luck. I just don't think he's quite got the. Oh, he's just not quite. Again, obviously very good. You know, like top 
seven top eight driver, but I'd, he's just not as good as McClure. That's wrong. So, yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I just do think there's been elements of it where he's really proved himself and proved his guile as a racer. I, it's really personally really impressed me, and I rank that quite highly and things like that. So, yeah, I I think it I think it's just been a good solid season and at Ferrari where there's all of that pressure you know he's been doing that he's got a race win even though he probably shouldn't have but anyway he still made it work so yeah it, it's again it's a weird one but so if yeah, it's I'd, gone A I've gone B what, what are you going for? I've, I've gone A as well I think oh, okay. I, I, but I agree with you Nigel that it's not you know you need kind of a, a Rosberg style championship really of um yeah, but he's shown that he can push it to the edge, and I think, like Freddie yeah. said, he's not backed down, which is... And I, I think, like, Latifi, he had a chassis change at Silverstone as well, and since Silverstone, yeah, he was... He has been a little, like, a bit better than the three, three or four races before that as well, so I don't know if that's a factor, perhaps, as well. Uh, but, yeah, mm. I've just suddenly remembered that. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. That, the more you kind of delve into it, it's kind of like, there are races where science has gone missing, isn't there? Like, Barcelona, what the hell happened there? Oh. I mean, uh, he blamed that trip through the gravel. That was his excuse, whether yeah, you believe that or not. Was, the gravel was his mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Verstappen went through that as well, and he won. <laughs> yeah, granted, but that's Verstappen who's going to get an A star from me. But anyway, and from all of you, we don't need to, that's not a spoiler. It's Verstappen, um, but it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm in an R and dropping science down a bit. Not maybe. I am definitely umming and ahhing. This is very clear. Umming and ahhing. <laughs> umming and ahhing about maybe dropping him down. Yeah. I've ummed and ahhed and I've dropped him down to a B. <gasps> mm-hmm. well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep him at A, but again, I think I'm bored. What you're saying, I think it's pretty close. Will it be four A's in a row from me? Yes, it will, because George Russell is up next. And I think he's had a fantastic season stepping into that. Mercedes is just really, again, like we said, for Albon, I think he's just ticked every box. He's had, you know, taken the good fortune when he's had it and when he hasn't, then he's still put in really good performances and he's got the headline results. Yeah, I just I just think it's been a great season from George and it's what we all hoped and expected he could do. Apart from Nigel, we thought he was overrated when he stepped into the Mercedes. So uh, Last yeah. year, he changed me. Him and Norris changed me. <laughs> Nigel, how are you raising him? I've given him Over. an A as well. I think he's just been as been just as good as Hamilton, particularly, you know, the first uh, eight and nine races or so. And even though he's you know been a little bit behind Hamilton, it is Lewis Hamilton, arguably the greatest driver that that has been. So for Russell to be doing this in his first season is very good. And, and I think you know, I know it's only one race, but that Spain race. One question I had was. Can he fight at the front, get his elbows out against the top drivers? And he absolutely proved that there. So that was a great standout moment for me. Uh, and he went on to finish third then as well. So he's got all of the right ingredients. If he wants to get us the right car, he'll definitely win multiple races. Yeah, I'm giving him an A. I think there's been elements of just recent pace, which has been a little bit off Lewis. And there's just got a little bit a touch there, but that's fine because Lewis has been in that team for however long. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. His his his, his lacking element throughout his, his whole three year stint at Williams was um, his his racing at the start of races, which was so important. He qualified really well, but then you'd be like, oh, well, he's lost those four positions, and or like, oh, he's he's behind Kibitza, but what? 
always he was always behind Gabitza it seemed but um he's got on top of that in an impressive way in my opinion and granted there's a few bits like I don't know um sometimes like uh, Australia who was behind the McLaren Lewis was ahead that kind of thing and there's a few bits like that which will come and it's fine yeah but how close like why shouldn't he be an A star then is it just that those little bits where he has maybe shown you know, well, he's, it's not being as good as Verstappen, has he? He's, he's not. No, but you can have more I mean, than one driver on that grade. Not for me. How grades work? You don't get one. <laughs> you don't get yeah, one A star in the country. Well, no, I'm, I'm partial. Grade rankings. I know we can only have so many people having so many grades, can't we? I, I think yeah, for me to be an A, for someone to be an A star, they would have to have made like only a couple of mistakes. If that, and they would have had to have pretty much dominated the, the teammate. You know, no matter. Okay, he's against Hamilton, fair enough. So maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying that. Forget that for Russell, but for other drivers. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think he's he's still got more to go. And if he does get to that stage, then I can give him an A star. But right now, I don't. I you know he's not. He's still got a bit to prove. I think it's a hard one because like he, what he's proven has been very very good. Like he's like you say about Spain was. Um, is you think about that wheel to wheel moment with Verstappen, you kept him behind and stuff like that. You think about, um, sort of just being able to, to manage that. Yeah, there's a few bits where he can probably claw a bit more, and I think that's it's kind of like a plus, not a star from my side, if that makes sense. And I know we're, we're just being great, but I think for me, it's like it's like what well, you get like a um, an A and a half, yeah. um. Not quite well, well, the A star because there's 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 clutches still that I think give him that is something you just kind of just can tell if that makes sense. It's a really annoying thing to say yeah. because he has he's he's a nine point five out of ten, but I don't know. Well, that well, get you a like, star in my subject. Like like yeah, Silverstone, obviously Silverstone the first lap crash. You know we're all thinking about Gilles, but it was Russell's fault for that. It's just oh, people no, no, don't... no, don't bring that in. That was a... That was a in, that my, was in, my, in my opinion, in my opinion, you know, that was Russell's fault. And, you know, races yeah. like Miami, saved by the safety car, and, like, Australia as well. That's why it's not an A-star. Well, you've got a history of blaming Silverstone crashes on Mercedes when it weren't their fault. So, well, you know, it can take that with a pinch of salt. It was Lewis Halter's fault last year as well. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I think it's been fantastic from Russell. I didn't give him an A-star, but... I don't think there's many reasons why you shouldn't get one. Um, yeah, I think he's been very good. <laughs> Sergio, oh, Nigel's just set off an atomic bomb in his room. Um, Sergio Perez, into the top three of the championship. Now, Nigel, now you are well lit. What would you give Sergio Perez? I'm winning an R between a B and a C. I think I'm going to go with a B. Two grades below Verstappen. Spoiler alert! I think has it been better than last year? Uh, yeah, I think I think it has. Yeah, I think in general, overall, it's been better than last year. It's just we are slightly, yeah, because I think last year pace wise, I think last year pace wise is further behind, and definitely the first seven or eight races this season, he was a bit closer overall. And he's he's had less he's had less bad weekends I think compared to last year, uh, but you know I'm gonna give him a B because I don't think he's in the drivers that we've just been talking about over the last ten, over the last ten fifteen minutes. I think I think 
it's a really hard one because I do agree he's not been as good as Russell and Hamilton. Uh, I think he's been better than Sainz. Um, I do think also he's had a better season this year. I do think um, there's a lot of the fact that when when the car was kind of just brand new, he really got on with that car so well and was performing well. He got poles straight out of the blocks in Saudi Arabia and things like that. And he was performing really well. And Red Bull have been candid about the fact that the car and Verstappen, the cars moved more that way. And that's kind of been when he's <clears throat> fallen back. And I blame Red Bull more for that, to be honest. I, but it's a hard one because obviously you'd want to rank a driver who you don't want to rank a driver highly because of a limitation that is is an obvious limitation. So that's why it's kind of like I think it's a it's a separate point for me, and that I think Perez could well be in a in a contention for an A result here for me if there were if he was able to just kind of deal with that, but he's not, so he's on a B. Yeah, he has he has had a few, you know, outstanding moments and I don't know, I I think definitely second half of the season. I think he had more kind of championship involvement, championship altering involvement last season, probably took more points off Mercedes than he did uh, than he has off Ferrari so far, but that's also not that was maybe more down to the situations he was in than yeah, than uh, where it's been this season. So I'm gonna go a B, but it feels quite harsh, but I'm still going to give it to him. Yeah, it does feel harsh giving him a B, but... So the same as Sonoda. Yeah, but high Bs and low Bs exist. I didn't give Sonoda a B, so... Go away. The same. I know you weren't talking to me either, so it's fine. Yeah, mm. anyway. Take that, Freddie. So, into the top two. Charles Leclerc, Freddie, you have given him A... Star. I don't know. No, I'm not giving him an A star. Um, no, I'm not sure really? as well, you know. I don't think he's been as good as last year. I don't care I, about last year. I care about this year. Look at France. Look at things. Look at that. Unforced errors and things like that. Just just go away. Come on, mate. You're not getting an A star if you're doing that. And it's just like he's got great. Oh, pay. sorry. We're talking about Leclerc, not Verstappen. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Verstappen. I got carried away. <laughs> we're talking about, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We really are winging it. Um, It's just like some of the moments just not good. And I know, granted, a lot of that you can look at Ferrari, but then he's got to be perfect to then blame Ferrari, and he's not been perfect at all. And he's made errors that have bitten him massively. I think, to be honest, Ferrari, um, Ferrari, France was the point where he could have regained any chance of championship. So what does he do? He puts it in the wall and then that, that gap went from, oh, the momentum of Ferrari, they got two wins, Leclerc dominated really well in Austria and just put Red Bull to bed. And then it's just a swing. It's just, oh, okay, well, now he's lost the championship. And because he's crashed on him, only on him. And I think to, to uh, pace-wise, yeah, great, A-star. But what's happened to him this season? Just, I can't even think about where to begin to grade him. And like... That's good for this exercise. Yeah, I, no, I, it, it, I think I'm, I think it's an A. So I thought, sorry for listeners, no, I thought we were talking about Mustafa before because I, I had in my head that we were doing t- doing it by teammates for some reason because we were talking about the two Mercedes. Yeah. Anyway, I've given him an A. We didn't uh, even talk about Mercedes together. Yeah, signs was in between. Oh God, sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> tired, man. I'm working fifty hours a week. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I think isn't he? I don't. He's not. Is he ready? I was. I'm, I'm going to ask this: Is he ready to win a world championship? Yes or no? What do you think? Yeah. Because I'm not sure. Because I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. A a star. You've got to be ready to win a world championship. That is well, my it's, it's, it, it, statements around. Yeah, it. <laughs> he, 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 he's ready to win a Mercedes 2017 World Championship or something like okay. that. I, I mean, like a close-ish World Championship. Which Ferrari have had the fastest car? Let's remember this year. And yet, I know he's well. He's at fault for the Imola spin, uh, which you know could have been a DNF very easily, and obviously the France thing as well. And yes, that's only two mistakes, but I think it's just because he's up against someone so good in, in Verstappen, that's why it's an A. From, mm, it's a very high A. It's just not quite an A star, I think. I'm just... His pace brings him up to an A. Brings him up to an A? So you're thinking B? Well, I, I just think... When you're in a championship fight, you've like you're talking all about that kind of stuff. Like all the mistakes are worth more. Oh, my okay. eyes. I, I, I was thinking between A and A star. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so so was I. I don't. I just I just I just think you compare oh it to where it's at and things like that, and I think mm. it's such a monument, some monumental stuff that's on him. Like yes, that's not. I mean, it's 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 like. It's not a mistake, like say, take take Hamilton magic button in Baku, that kind of thing. Like that's so obviously freak, but like spinning into a wall or something like that is just something that's just un. Yeah, it's big punishment for me in that kind of scenario. But I think it is very similar to Hamilton's first season last year, where he made that mistake in Imola, the Baku thing. Yes, I know yeah. it's a one-off yeah, thing. That's true. You know, those two or three mistakes. Yeah. I think it's very similar to Hamilton's season, which I think I rated today. If I didn't, mm. that's inconsistent. My bad. But, yeah. you know, no, I think that's, you that's where I'm going off. Yeah. yeah. I'll check I, now I, what I graded I, I don't really... Because I don't think you can kind of... You know, saying he needs to be perfect because Ferrari haven't been and then he's not. I don't think you can kind of then penalise him more for Ferrari's mistakes I, I kind of i don't follow that i, I, think, I think that's what i was saying i didn't think i think i was saying that like obviously just anyway he needs to be perfect it doesn't matter what ferrari are doing but um what the, the strategy and that is doing he just he obviously just still anyway needs to be not putting a foot wrong um and did a couple of times i did give Hamilton a day last year <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah great i'm happy for you <laughs> yeah consistent hmm so, so what are you saying, Adam? Um, it is tough, but probably going to give him an A. It's just a strange one. It's like, yeah, I think we've all, all discussed it and we'll separate the mistakes. And yeah, I think it's yeah, been... A, I, I think it's a replica of Hamilton's season last year so far. That's what I'd say. That's how, I still that's think how it's been a really it. good season. Like, I don't... Oh, I don't think... Well, it's not nah. been outstanding. It's not been perfect. Some of the still... performances he's had. I mean, he's a qualifying demon. The Bahrain race, when he's battling Verstappen, the way he handled that. He's the first driver to know, you, know, you can argue Verstappen's race differently, but he's, you know, right up there with Verstappen in terms of racecraft. And that's a massive thing because right now, I think most of the grid are not up to 
racing wheel to wheel with Verstappen and outfoxed him. But Leclerc showed in, the, in those first few races that they went side by side in Australia briefly after the safety car. Saudi Arabia, yes, he lost that race, but I think Red Bull had a slight edge then. And the way he was thinking then, now there were brilliant performances those first few races. Yeah, and then I, obviously his speed is incredible. Bahrain, in my opinion, is more on Verstappen making kind of just think he should have thought a bit more rather than Leclerc outthinking him, to be honest. And you look but at he that. still, he made three attacks for Stafford and Leclerc exactly. defended him off easily. The same thing. He kept doing the same thing. Leclerc was like, well, well, I, if I were Leclerc, I was thinking, well, why is he doing that again? Like, by that point, it had become formulaic, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but, like, sometimes you kind of expect them to do something different. Like, it's that kind of game, exactly, isn't it? And exactly. I think he played it perfectly. <laughs> so I, no, I think that, that is a massive plus point, though. I think I think he's been very good in that tonight. I completely agree, but I, I think um, just and, at points it's it's been. Let but down. in terms of pure pace, what bad weekends has he had? Oh no, I, I completely agree. It hasn't been a bad weekend on pace. Mm. I, I think I think I think you they've raced really well. I think there's elements of Verstappen's given him more room, which has allowed Leclerc's racing to look a lot yeah. better. Um, yeah, to be honest. Um, there was some quotes that have gone around um, recently that Verstappen is basically saying, yeah, I'd have a beer with you with Ferrari. I'd never have done that with Mercedes. It's very obvious on track when you think about yeah. it. Um, which I think if you were to have Leclerc racing Verstappen last year, it would, it would be a completely different story just because of the way Verstappen was racing. If, if Leclerc were Hamilton's shoes, it would be a completely different story. Um, and I, I'm I'm convinced by that. Um, but anyway, I'm still giving him an A. Well, we are all in agreement at the end of the day. After and I, all that. <laughs> I think we will be yeah, in agreement for... A. I'm giving him oh. an A. Um, so, and on Max Verstappen, I think we're all going to give him an A star. It's just been a great season. It's just been an outstanding season for Max Verstappen and he's barely put a wheel wrong and when he has, then he's been able to recover. Mm. Yeah. Some of the races he's won have been races he shouldn't have won, um, which I think works. I do think obviously there's luck involved in a few of the the, the incident um, instances and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it's not been a fault of the season. It's not, in my opinion, been as good in terms of his pure kind of clinical pace as last year. Um, but it's not I been agree. too much off that boil. He's taken eight wins, um, and yeah, he's, he's spun in Spain and Hungary and things like that. But they didn't crucially didn't kind of. He was able to let that kind of go, if that makes sense. Um, like the way he, the way he, he didn't he didn't let that mess him up, which I think is is laudable. But it's kind of like shouldn't have happened. I and I know with Nigel, I, I'm interested to hear what you're because obviously we're all going a star and that kind of thing. But like. Is it a low A star because it's not, it's not perfect? Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think you, you mentioned it there. It's not quite as good as last year. Whether that's because it's a bit less intense this year because Ferrari making more more mistakes, I'm not sure. But I think you are right. It still has to be an A star. He is the class of the field, and for me, has been for at least the last two years. So it's just he has absolutely no weaknesses. He barely has a bad weekend, and even when he does have a have a have a bad weekend, he's still beating Perez, off, often by some margin. And this is Sergio Perez we're talking about, someone who's 
easily a top 10 driver and has been for quite a few years. It's just remarkable the level that he can perform at every single weekend. Uh, and it's just going to take some beating, even though, I mean, you know, Red Bull haven't had the fastest car overall this year. And I think that's, you yeah. know, widely accepted. You know, I, I thought that was the case last year as well. I don't think Red Bull had the fastest car, but, you know, this year it's even more clear. And for him to be performing how he is, I, I think it's difficult, you know, top sports people to have that mindset. You can't teach it. It's just a natural ability almost. And it is just incredible. Words can't describe I'm obviously trying try my best as a podcast, yeah. but it is just an incredible level. Yeah. It's a very, 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 very good level. And I, I, I know what you're saying about the kind of the mindset of it's just winning is easy now. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird that, but it's it's very, it's very laudable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we have we go. It with three A stars. So yeah, that is the end of our driver ratings. That's the end of our kind of two episode mid-season review where we've done the well two of us have done the races and we've done the <laughs> drivers as well apart from Nigel going missing for like Gasly or someone I can't remember anyway um yeah thank you very much for listening we will be back with it Spa tell us what you think preview. on Twitter if you yeah. yeah or on the YouTubes where you yeah. are or on the app or wherever you're reviewing on a podcast because if you do leave a review on a podcast app if you're able to it actually genuinely does do well for us and it gives us kudos in the podcast sphere and obviously that's what we want um and if there's a specific race you want to listen back to to hear our thoughts on go back on spotify apple or youtube to watch back before the next race in small because it's still seven or eight days yeah and if it's in the last 100 episodes then you will be able to hear nigel unless it's last week <laughs> or send us an email winging it f1 podcast at gmail.com send us an email why not email yeah, it's crazy we've never head. plugged that before ever i don't <laughs> no. think so it's, uh, we're, we're breaking new ground even now we are breaking new ground 145 episodes in or however many we are. So, God knows. Well, the, the YouTube knows as well. Our master doc knows. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We will see you before Spa. But yeah, goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Off the cursor. <laughs>